Tonight's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. Brought to you, as always, by ZipRecruiter. You know it's not smart? Underestimating the power of the Boston sports scene. Every time you think we're dead, we resurrect ourselves. Two big wins today. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. You know what else isn't smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. Luckily, there's a smart way at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter finds people with the right skills for your job and actively invites them to apply. Get qualified candidates fast. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets for sporting events, concerts, and more. And by more, I mean MLB, MLS, NBA, NFL, NHL. A lot of good stuff happening right now. For $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, use promo code BS. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. We're also brought to you by TheRinger.com, where we are unleashing NBA preview palooza for you all day on Tuesday leading up to Celtics Sixers. We have a ton of content for you that will be available on our Twitter feed, on the Ringer NBA Twitter feed, which is at Ringer NBA, on YouTube, on, on uh, Instagram. It's it's just a it's a smorgasbord. This is uh, probably the most time we've ever spent on anything. I think the highlight is there's an actual one hour show buried in here, uh, a 21st century team that I picked for the NBA. I picked. I used my wine bottle concept to try to pick what is the perfect collection of guys from 21st century to make the ultimate team. This somehow turned into a one hour show with lots of people in it. Uh, it's just one of many things we're going to have on this. It is a tour de force, all leading up to a live watch of the Celtics Sixers game. We will be the second screen experience that night for you. I'm going to be in it. Joe House is in town. He's going to be there. Shea Serrano, whole bunch of ringer people coming in and out during that during that broadcast. So check it out. Twitch. We're going to be on Twitch the whole day too. So if you like the ringer, if you like the NBA. This is the day for you. We really went above and beyond. I am very proud of everybody here because uh, it's going to be an awesome day for all of us. And, uh, and then I'm going to feed Joe House. I'm going to try not to feed him during the taping of stuff. But right afterwards, I'm going to shove food down his throat. Speaking of shoving food down their throat, Cousin Sal, he's in Brooklyn. He is waiting for the phone call on East Coast time right now. We're going to call him. But first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, it's almost midnight East Coast time. He's in Brooklyn. Jimmy Kimmel goes to Brooklyn every year and has talk shows with an audience. Sal is there. He's also, you're also going to be hosting Lock It In on FS1 every day, right? That's right. Monday through Friday, 4.30 to 5.30 East Coast time. All right. I have to say, this is one of my least favorite podcasts because it is midnight out here. We're going to yeah. be done at 1.30. No, we're going to go about 1.30 in the morning. We're plowing through. Well, whatever. Then I have to go to Howard Stern. Jimmy's on Howard Stern tomorrow. I have to leave here like 5.30. And just to hear you gush about the Red Sox and the Patriots pulling out these squeakers. 
So let's hear it. Those are that's what you're calling them squeakers. Those are two great victories. We saved the Red Sox season. Yeah. The Patriots won one of the most exciting Sunday night football games ever. I'm giddy. Oh, I hate it. I'm so I giddy. Hate it. Tackle Brady. Stop being afraid. Tackle Brady. This guy that, that never happens to the to the 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 Titans or anything. Tackle them if you have them tackled at the three. What was that? Well, you know, Collinsworth, it took him like five minutes to realize that it was actually the new rule that caused Brady to break free. I mean, any yeah. other time Brady just gets thrown to the to the uh to the grass. But everyone's mm-hmm. afraid to do that anymore. So that I listen, we both watch a lot of football every week. We are six weeks into the season. That's the first time I remember a game possibly swinging on on uh, the defender letting up like that, right? Defender they- letting up. Yeah, we've had passing. We've had uh, roughing the passer calls that factored into the the outcome. But yeah, for sure. Because if if it's disgusting, if he just throws him down, Pat's probably. I'm guessing the Pats kick the field goal, and then let's say the Chiefs go down and score. Now the Pats have to score a touchdown to win. I mean, they still might have won, but it definitely. Mm-hmm. affected the game. And I don't know. I, I, I feel bad for these 290 pound behemoth defensive players. You know, it's just, it's just tough to know how far to go. And I, I think we're asking a lot cause we're watching this stuff and we're judging people and, you know, super slow-mo and how they're supposed to behave. And you forget like these people are just running around, you know, and, yeah. and they're supposed to instinctively know exactly what the right pressure to exert is. But Sal, let's, this is getting us away from, um, it's a great win. I'm, I'm, I'm only partially kidding. That's a huge win. And obviously you need to be on the right side of that game going forward. But, um, but man, it's, uh, it, it, well, go ahead. Let's, let's hear you. I want to hear you. You get it all out. <laughs> I think the chiefs somehow had a worse defense than the Patriots and the Patriots defense was abominable and uh-huh. there would be nothing more fitting for the AFC title game this year than to have the Pats and Chiefs in it just playing like a 47 to 44 type game. Cause that's what football is now. It's flag football. So we might as well, it that really might is. as well be the AFC title game. It's just two. And then what's the NFC? You want, you want Rams, you want Rams Saints to, to bookend that? I mean, I guess that would be the most exciting 160 point um, between the two games, title games, right? That's probably the final four right now, right? Uh, get the gun to your head final four would be that. So, mm-hmm. That never is how it plays out six weeks into the season. So who, if you had to say one of those four teams falls out, who would you pick? Oh, man. I don't know. I, I Here's what's different about this year and the last couple of years. Like, th- there's just, no, there is no defense. So you might, why wouldn't the gunslinging team just make it as far as they can? Now, maybe you throw Pittsburgh in the mix there. No. And maybe... I can't NFC side. I don't know. The Vikings don't seem to get their crap together. I don't know. I don't know who who jumps in that that mix there. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati was interesting because Cincinnati just kept losing guys on defense as the game went along. And then by the end of the game, Uh they just didn't have anyone left, but they, uh, they really just had a chance to put the game away. They made a rare game management mistake. I think they had first down from like the 11. They needed a touchdown. There's like a minute 20 left. Yeah. And this is the old Lombardi always talks about this, about, you know, make them either burn a timeout, make the clock move something. They ran a five-yard mm-hmm. pass to A.J. Green, and he went out of bounds. And then they scored in the next play. Right. And Pittsburgh mm-hmm. had three timeouts left and like a minute 11 left. And all they needed was a field goal. And the Bengals had lost, what, four guys at that point on their defense? And it just seemed like preordained 
the Steelers were going to go down the field. They lost a lot, but it wasn't as as terrifying a game as we're used to, where the stretcher's coming out every six plays. Right. And I, mean, I think there were like 99 yards and penalties combined, which isn't a ton for these teams. But um, like perfect went after like the, everybody on the other team. But you right. Know, uh, <laughs> It was like 800 yards of offense, though. It wasn't it wasn't what we were used to, but it was in the sense that this is seven in a row for Pittsburgh over Cincinnati. Like, yeah. This is, this is a curse. This is a weird curse now that needs to be lifted. And it's not even like the Bengals are worse than the Steelers, I don't think. You know, I think if the Bengals had won that game, I think, I think they would have been in the driver's seat for that division. You know, the uh-huh. Ravens had an impressive ass-kicking of a win over Tennessee that I certainly did not expect. And yeah, you know, they're gonna they already beat them once, Cincinnati would have to beat them again. But I think if they had won this Pittsburgh game, they I I just like that team. I think they're good, but you know, they they were in this habit of their these come from behind touchdowns in the fourth quarter. At some point it was gonna bite them in the ass. That is probably yeah, that is I I think hands down the best division, right? All four of those teams. The Browns are the worst team out of the four, and the Browns actually have some talent. Trying to think, is I there? I think so. Yeah, and they're two, three, and one. They, but but meanwhile, you have that's the, the best one. I think. Yeah, I don't know what's what's even the second best. Would you say I, NFC South? No, I wouldn't. I I think it's hands down AFC AFC North. It, and it's funny because AFC what? I the AFC. Oh no, North. I just meant for second. Second. Oh, yeah. for second. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's the best. Yeah. And then you have the Rams, who somehow just play. Now they're in this run that they play uh, the Niners coming up this week. They're in this mm-hmm. run of just, they're going to be favored by, you know, seven and a half to 17 points every, every game. They, and they, they, they squeezed that one. I actually listened to that in the car. I, I should not have gambled today because it was the classic. I was on the road with my daughter, two hours from LA and watching on my phone and it just never goes well when that happens. But that was a tremendous, tremendous backdoor cover by the Broncos who had shown no life offensively really before was. like the fourth quarter. We and had that, a couple but of those I'm still today. looking. For, yeah, no, there were a couple, but I, I'm looking for a scenario where the Rams like this is supposed to be the trip up game. I think it was like 29 degrees. Yeah. My friend Harry said it was 29 degrees. I always check, uh, trust him with the weather in Denver. You think they would slow them down, but Goff completed 14 passes and they still won the game because Gurley went nuts and they ran they ran all over Denver which all of a sudden they don't have a good run defense they've given up to the Jets and Rams almost 600 yards on the ground yeah so i don't know what's going on with Denver but um yeah man this Rams team does not lose they just score and score one of the highlights of of not being near TV on a Sunday for a lot of the Sunday and listening to the radio and stuff is the local announcers calling the football games I was in, my daughter had, mm-hmm. her game was at like one thirty-five, So I was in, just sitting in my car, listening to Bengals, Steelers, and Dolphins, Bears, while also yeah. watching on my phone. But it was like delayed on the phone. The feed was faster. And the right. local guys are just cheering. It's really incredible. There, there's nothing like it. There's no hint of objectivity the whole time. And the uh, the Miami Bears one, the Miami guys are just, no, no, like they're screaming. Like it's like me and you watching the thing. I think that Bears game might have been fixed. It's very possible. Uh, yeah, you te- you texted that to me and that was uh, that was a phenomenal ending. Like the Bears had it in hand and then they didn't. And then 
Trubisky wasn't terrible, but they just... Yeah, he's terrible. I don't know what he had. Brock Osweiler, the heist was in there, and it was still in the game in the fourth quarter. And then the fumble at the goal line, Kenyon Drake, I was like cursing him, and then I like felt bad for him. You know, it's yeah, like when you want to scold your child, and then you see his he's got his head in his hands for like four minutes. It's like, all right, uh, now, now I feel bad. And then the Bears couldn't get it done on the other end. Well, the Bears were up like seven or eight, and they they actually scored a touchdown to put to basically put the game away, and it got called back on a flag, and then Mitch threw an interception on the next play. And when when stuff right. like that happens, you go, oh boy, here we go. But um, Osweiler started out pretty good, and then had the classic just horrific Osweiler pick six throw. But the guy got tackled from behind. I felt like Osweiler's out of practice with the pick six. He wasn't. He's got, got to work out <laughs> it more. He didn't lead the defender enough. I think he the yelled at he yelled at his own guy for yeah, tackling he's, him. He's he's like, like, hey, what are you doing? Don't you know how this is supposed to work? Yeah, and Nathan <laughs> Peterman's really taking his corner as the pick six king. That's right. But um, that was a that was a weird game for the Bears because, you know. I, I got to be honest, I'm disappointed in them. I, I That's a game that their defense should just win by itself. You know, Brock Osweiler, mm-hmm. yeah, your defense against Brock Osweiler, that, that that game shouldn't be close. They gave up 31 points somehow. I know Trubisky had a couple I tweeted that, that that was the, the sucker bet of the week uh, of the year, Chicago, because it, the line started at three and a half, which I thought was too much there. I actually yeah. started at three, yeah. favored by three. Then it went to three and a half. I loved it at three. I'm like, oh, this is going to go to two and a half. But it went to three and a half, so I was wrong there. And then they announced that Osweiler was in. It goes from six and a half and then seven. So now you have an overtime game. If you have them three and a half, you're not going to cover on a field goal. Right. And if you have them six and a half, you're not going to cover on a touchdown in overtime. But n- neither happened. They missed the field goal, right? Chicago missed the field goal. Well, they take they And then Miami comes down and wins. They set things up for a 52-yarder from their kicker on the road, which is always a great idea. I always want to yeah. always want to get, get your guy on grass in a stadium he's not familiar right. with from 52 for the game. It it wasn't it just wasn't impressive. I, I would I would I mm-hmm. have, had thought the Bears were potentially going to blossom into was this kind of just kick-ass old school defense and then on offense they can run the ball and control the clock. But their defense just yeah. wasn't that imposing. They're also like strangely coached. I got to say like they, you know, I like to read Cohen. I think he's exciting, but he's almost mm-hmm. like a six man in basketball. You know, he's like Eric Gordon. He's a change of pace guy. He can take over your offense for a little bit, but you don't want the whole offense revolving around him. I don't understand why they don't pound the ball with Jordan Howard more. I'm they, they out of all the teams I watch yeah. on Sundays, I'm the most confused by their offensive game plans. It just seems like they should just be, well, Pounding the ball with Jordan Howard, 25 carries a game, and then using Cohen as a change of pace guy. And instead, it's like Cohen running between the tackles and stuff. He's like 5'6". I don't get it. Right. Yeah, they should control the clock. I mean, Trubisky only threw 31 times. But, um, yeah, I thought that was strange. But there is no such thing as old-school defense. Like, you might have a team like the Bears play good defense or a team like the Jaguars play good defense two weeks in a row, and then it just goes away. And it really is whoever scores the most. And that's why, like we talked about Pittsburgh, they're just always, I think, going to be in these games, regardless of how poor their defense is, because they could stretch the field and score in like three plays. Well, what I realized today is that we do not have a great defense this year. Usually there's always one kick-ass defense. Yeah. And it's not the Bears. Now, you could say the Ravens getting the shutout today against the Titans. Maybe, Maybe, Maybe they're the most reliable defense we have. 
But even in yeah. that case, like I, we've seen people throwing them and stuff. There's just not what, not that one dominating, you know, like in fantasy, there's always that one fantasy defense that's putting up crazy right. points. And I, I don't see it this year, but that might be a symptom of Yeah, everybody's played five football. games now or six games. Yeah. And, and nobody has four good defensive games. No. You know? Speaking of fantasy, controversial trade in our league today. This morning, 15 minutes <laughs> for game time. The Jennies, yeah. Tall John and Jamie, who were three and two in our league, traded with the Bar Owls, who are 0 and 5. And mm-hmm. the 0 and 5 team, the Bar Owls, it was like a, basically a three for one. And the 0 and 5 team traded Todd Gurley and got back David Johnson, Sony Michelle, and Marshawn Lynch. It was the classic like three quarters for a dollar trade. And right. If if this was 20 years ago, I felt like this would have led to a 7,000 email thread with yeah. people being insulted and people challenge right. each other to fight. But now we're <laughs> on our 40s and who gives a shit? But I do think there's there might we might have to pass. We're all a rule. too old. We're all too old to fight, except for Hench. Well, he'll, he'll, Hench he'll just go. Count. He'll go for weeks. He doesn't care. Yeah, Hench. <laughs> I knew Hench was going to flip out, and he did. Um, <laughs> but I think there should be a rule if you're own five. You just maybe if you're five games under five hundred, you can't trade in fantasy. Are you good with that, Kyle? I like that. I'm cool with that for sure. Once you fall five games back. Maybe you you're not allowed to trade like the three best players in your team. There's got to be something we can we can do to. Well, fix but hold this. on, I was zero and five, and I offered you half jokingly. I don't even know if it's a joke anymore. I offered you Gronkowski for Goskowski, and you're like, "Yeah, let's do that." Oh, and, I thought you were uh, kidding. So what are you talking about? I thought was I don't that think a I'm kidding offer? I think Gronk is Gronk is good for one thirty-five yard play now, and that, that's it. And uh, and Guskowski kicks five. He'll never miss a field goal again. Well, you know what so happens. I'll, I'll consider something like that. Here's the thing with Gronk. Gronk has turned, and I, I've t- discussed this with you the last two years, but now it's really the case. Gronk is now in the garage with like what's that yellow thing that the old people put on like their old Mercedes Benz from 1972? People in like Palm Springs. It's they like put the cover. That, the, yeah, they the put cover? that cover. Gronk's, Gronk has that cover on. He's just in the garage. Mm. And then today, Belichick called his his assistant coaches on the headset. He's like, "All right, we're gonna have to take Gronk out of the out of the garage for this one <laughs> to run a couple plays for him. So we're just gonna have to risk it." And then you like you bring Gronk out of the garage, and it's like, right. And you're just hoping See, the this engine works. Like. This is why I didn't, this is what I wasn't excited about. What me, <laughs> well, me vroom, talking vroom, about rooms? Me talking about the Pats? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, we get on Andy Reid back to the Patriots because I actually yeah. don't think we've discussed it. Enough. No, we but didn't. We, we get didn't. on Andy Reid's case, but you knew the Chiefs scored too soon, right? When oh, it was yeah. three minutes late, but well, they by like two us. minutes and forty five seconds, right? There's nothing they could have done. I don't expect Hill to pull up there, but. When you're hanging on Gronk's legs from the 10 or the 8-yard line and barely trouble hard really struggling to get him down, just just let him go. Give your give the quarterback of the future 55 seconds to go downfield and I think they had a timeout. Yeah, they did cuz they ended up using it. Um they have to players have to be a little smarter here. Everybody everybody in Kansas City knew they should have let him score there. Well, I thought the Steelers did that today in the uh the Bengals game. Mm-hmm. I thought they were more Same than thing. happy to give up the touchdown with like a minute 15 left. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was the right move. You don't have to use another timeout. I uh, 
thought, yeah, I think I think they should almost they should almost coach that like they do baseball players. Like, all right, don't let anything get behind you. Play deep here, but if it does get behind you, just all right, let, let it go. Like that, that you know, I, I don't know. They, they need to. Uh, it has to be better aware field awareness. I thought Mahomes looked nervous in the first half. I think that mm-hmm. that was the first time I've seen a look. And it's funny because he's played on Monday night, but it was against the Broncos. This was different. This was, uh, yeah. holy shit, I'm playing on Sunday night. Al Michaels is calling the game. There's Tom Brady. That's, oh my God, there's Bill Belichick over there. And he just, I didn't think he played great. And then in the second half, he he ramped it up. And the, the crazy thing with him is the ability for him not to have a great game and then just uncork some 55-yard pass. You know? right. It's like, oh, oh, okay, you are having a good game. You know, and he ended up with yeah. good stats. You think, he, you think he could hear Al Michaels call the game? No. I mean, I if th- that's the case, you're, you're right. Yeah. I think he knows he's there. He's Al Michaels. He's right. a legend. No, I mean, he definitely, at the end of the game, it was interesting. Brady, who doesn't usually do stuff like this, kind of sprinted mm-hmm. over to him and gave him, kind of gave him a little, little yeah. torch pass. Did you notice that? Well, he knows. And listen, if you're a football fan, you you need Pat Mahomes to be good. You need Baker Mayfield to be good. Because guys like Deshaun Watson... And my very own Dak Prescott, who you know, would, were sent to Canton after their first like three games in their career. Yeah, maybe not as good. So what what are you going to do when Breeze is gone and Rogers is gone and Brady is gone? We need we need guys like this to you know make the league survive. I'm glad you brought up Dak Prescott. Crown Royal is doing something pretty cool this football season. They launched a responsible drinking mm-hmm. program called the Water Break. It's all about encouraging people to hydrate between drinks for a better experience, whether at the game, watching at home, or in a bar. Have a great time. Enjoy some crown. Don't be that person that ruins it for everyone. We've all seen that guy who drank too much watching the game. Make the right call. Take a water break. You know who made the right call this week? Jerry Jones kept Jason Garrett. Jason oh, Garrett. Oh, my God. Oh, you're, it's making like, this, you're making this even worse now. No, it's like this he's like podcast. Vince Lombardi. He's back. He figured wow. it out. You got this. <laughs> Jason Garrett. Clapper. Don't, don't make a mockery of the sponsored segment. I'm not Why making a mockery. He think you could have fired your coach last week. Now you killed the Jaguars. Jason Garrett, he's back. This is they it, man. They would have won 80 to 7 if he wasn't coaching. Jerry, Jerry Jones is is a smarter businessman than both of us, and obviously he knows what he's uh-huh. doing, and he knew that he saw something in Jason Garrett that I don't think either of us see. So I think he made the right call this week. What do you think? Who made the right call this week? I think you're, I, I think you're not... Drinking responsibly before these podcasts. That's what I think. <laughs> I, don't uh, I don't know. Prescott had 180. It, it was a weird game. When, when was the last time you saw a 47 point score in a game where there was like 300 yards passing between the two quarterbacks? I really yeah. don't know what happened. I know Cole Beasley was great. I don't, I don't understand why the Jags aren't scoring. Bortles had two 375 yard games before this and they were out of it. They were done like middle of the second quarter. Well, let's but, um, let's talk I about would, the Jags uh, in a second. Say, who's your who's your uh, right call for the week? My call, uh, at Frank Gore, fifteen oh. rushes, one hundred and one yards. Yeah, the guy's seventy eight years old, still yeah. going strong. Fourth leading rusher in history, and has a big big run in overtime. Gets them down, and I think you give him the ball and not Drake. I don't think you have all that drama uh, the last uh, six or seven minutes after that. But uh, good for you, Frank Gore. See, that's how you do it, Simmons. So is the right call giving the ball to Frank Gore or the right call to Frank Gore is to continue to play in his 70s? I'm confused. Oh, I, I think just uh, just them signing him for another year is the right call. I, I think he has five years left. Yeah, he might. 
I don't see a roadmap to him retiring. He still seems like he's the 18th best running back in the league somehow. Uh, Hey, Crown Royal reminds everyone this football season to take a water break and hydrate responsibly. So where, so six weeks, I'm not doing well. My picks have been bad. I went 0 and 3 this week. I I need to regroup and really do a deep dive into trying to figure out what the hell is going on. This new season and the new rules, all of the old rules I used to have and all the little stick by this, stick by that. Mm-hmm. I'm just off this year, Sal. And I, I might. I might do something dramatic. I, I might actually shut down shop for a couple of weeks until I figure out what the F's going on with football. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I, more like, bad news in this podcast? You're not going to gamble? I, I, I have so much to deal with every day with my successful Boston sports teams. I don't I don't really need to gamble uh, right now. I'd rather just concentrate on what's important. But... <laughs> um, but like today, the- listen. There were some easy ones out there. We just get we got gun shy. The Chargers over the Browns. The, no, yeah, point you're, favorite or no, point they, underdog. That I'm was not, stupid. That I'm game. not betting on an Anthony Lynn Hugh Jackson game. I, that was a good stay away. I, I support the stay away on that one. I come on. But Jags, Jags, Dallas. My compass is really off this season, and maybe the people out there should just be going against me. But I looked at Jags, Dallas, and I was thinking like, Bortles was terrible last week. That's a good, proven, well-coached Jags team. You have Dallas, who should have fired their coach a week ago. That has shown no signs of life at all. And they, Dallas is not going to be able to get big plays against that Jags D. Like, I had the whole setup in my head. And I was like, that line's mm-hmm. too low. It should be, like, four. Dallas isn't going to get big play. And I get in the car after Zoe's soccer game, and it was, like, Dallas 24, Jacksonville nothing, or whatever the score was. Crazy. It was like, What? I don't understand it. So I, I just think this is a stupid season. Well, why don't you do this? Because here's what I'm thinking. Rather than just uh, eliminate the whole NFL, how about the AFC South and the NFC East? Now, I said you give me 11 opportunities. I couldn't tell you the winners of either of these divisions at this point. Everybody's got three wins, three, three, and one, three, and four, whatever, right in there. I, I just can't do it. I, I don't know. Who would you pick? Who do you pick for either of these divisions? I don't understand anything. I don't think yeah. I, it, it might just be an, an a, across the board crapshoot. I thought the Pats were going to score points tonight. We actually, we talked about they were plus 550 to score the most points today. Did they? It was 43 oh, the highest that's number? That's right. Oh, they did, right? They did. And we somehow I didn't bet that. But um, uh, I, I like over 31 and a half, but uh, plus 550. You're right. You did have that. That was the only the only thing that I was right about today was that I thought the Pats were going to score a lot of points on the Chiefs because I do feel like the Pats have mm-hmm. they're offensively they've gotten their mojo back. But other than that, I mean, the Jets put up a ton of points on the on the on the uh, Colts for reasons that. Are oh, wait, how many did they score? Forty two, right? Yeah, something like that. Buffalo oh, really. Patriots had more. Buffalo Patriots almost beat Houston. Yeah, New England has more. Buffalo almost mm-hmm. beat Houston. I, I don't know. I, I give up. So I don't know what's going on. I mean, I know he played with this seemed like another secret until Sunday. Like, oh, no, Deshaun Watson has bruised ribs and bruised lungs. Like what? Bruised lungs. But he's going to play. And then he ends up like 177 with two interceptions. They get to the one yard line in the fourth quarter and they lose seven yards on three plays. So they kick that field goal <sighs> and to tie it. And then Peterman throws that p- pick six. Like maybe they knew what they were doing, but. That was gross down the stretch. There's one thing that we were right on. I'm going to take solace in this at least. We we 
we were adamant that John Gruden was going to be a train wreck on the Raiders. Yeah. We're well on our ways, one and five. And uh, by all accounts, it was a very depressing Raiders performance today. I was, I was so talking to my, our, our mutual friend Alec about this. Like, you, you can't, it, it used to be just something you say, like you can't be away from the game this long, but the game has changed so much. Yeah. That you just can't be away from it this long. Like Andy Reid has to keep up, and he he has a magician at a quarterback now, and that's why it's it's working. But forget about just old coaches. Like you you can't take three years off. I don't think, let alone what he did. You think it'd be the same thing for like a late night host? Like if Kimmel retired next year, could he go away for twelve years and then come back and just host a late night show? No, I think it would be hard. I mean, well, twelve <laughs> years, so that would be. Let's, let's see. Trump would be on his Trump would be on his fifth term. Yeah, yeah Trump, I could see. I don't know. Maybe it's the same. <laughs> Jimmy, whatever we say, Jimmy would say the opposite. No, I could do it. I could actually do it. <laughs> could absolutely. Well, I mean, it's not like it was twelve years ago, right? If you if you if you look at it that way, it's so much different. Yeah, I. I think we we our instincts before the season. We love the Rams. We love the Chiefs. We thought the Raiders are going to be terrible. Uh-huh. We really like the Bears and the Bengals as sleepers. Why aren't I winning mm. money, Sal? We we spelled out like a lot of how the season was going to go, and I would owe three today. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I, I just not bet anymore. Well, well, so here's another thing. I'll give you another betting caveat. Not not that you even had this one, but I I had it. Uh, teams that have three road games in a row usually smoked, right? Yeah, N- nothing doing. Who is and that? If the, the if the if the line with Baltimore, and oh, not only did they year. win the game, like not not even close. Yeah, what do you do with Tennessee now? Maybe it's just that division. Would you say home dogs were? You said they were fifteen and seven going into this week. You said that on against all odds on Wednesday. Is that what it was? Yeah, is that it? Yeah, it's fifteen so. and seven. And how many home dogs covered today? We had the Dolphins won outright. We had. Um, Were the Browns a home dog? Yeah, jump back and so forth. So we only had one home dog yeah, they, today, They I were think. favored by one, I think. Were the Titans a home Who dog? was a home dog? Titans-Ravens? Were Titans Washington a home dog? wasn't. Denver was a home dog. They covered. So the move is just the first six weeks of the season. Pick every favorite and the home dogs, and you'll Dallas. probably go like 65%. Yeah. I'll remember I that. Guess I'm filing so, that away. boring. It's boring. You end up rooting for bad quarterbacks, but I guess that's a way to do it. Well, you break all the rules you self-imposed because you texted me today. You were all excited about a three-team tease you did <laughs> after we had both sworn never to do three-team teases. <laughs> Somehow you have Listen, one. Vikings win. Chargers win. Patriots plus six and a half. Never in doubt. We, had, uh, we made our basketball bets <laughs> today. We finally, yeah. for the first time ever, because... Now, House and I did our over-unders pod, and I'm not saying this to brag. Like, we actually moved a couple of lines. It's it's just a fact. Like, we, we know what the lines yep. were, and then two days later, the lines were different. So, you, you can I, announce which ones. What was it? Was it Milwaukee over? and The uh, Milwaukee the over, Celtics over. The Celtics over. Money line got all screwed up, and the Hawks under. And then uh, Charlotte, mm-hmm. divi- Charlotte's division odds went way down, too. Um so we we jumped on them, and if you want to hear our basketball futures against all odds, I think we're when are we posting that Kyle tomorrow? Against all odds tonight, yeah. late tonight, or late tonight? Yeah. yeah so that's our Sunday NBA night. futures, including yeah. um, 
there's an NBA future that I think is the is the biggest gambling lock of the year. And I yeah, think the line the line you'll hear when it when I go nuts about it on this podcast, and I guarantee that line moves by like three points. I won't say what it is. We'll keep everyone in suspense. <laughs> I can't wait to see what it we should be able to bet on how how much that line's gonna move. But yeah, we go over all the division <laughs> yeah. winners, all the division with rookie of the year, uh MVP. Uh, and then we have like individual player props, lots of stuff. House is coming here tomorrow. And it's like having a third kid because I have to like plan how to feed house. Like when you have young kids, <laughs> it's like, we got to feed the kids by five. Like house just needs to be fed like an animal. So And like, every meal counts, right? You don't want to give them something crappy, right? Because it's, right. uh, it's kind of the expert. Well, we're going to, I'm taking him to Major Domo tomorrow night. He hasn't been there yet. And he's going to make sweet go. love to a short rib. And it's going to be, uh, <laughs> nice. it's going to be brilliant and great. And he's <laughs> going to go nuts and it'll be awesome. And then I, the goal is so he doesn't need so much that he can't be on TV with us tomorrow. Would be that. Yeah. I was at a uh, Momofoku, another uh, one of our buddy mm. David Chang's restaurant out, out here, uh, the Lower East Side. And uh, last night I went with Doug DeLuca and I think he actually ate three of his fingers. Like he just, he was a, he was an animal. What did you, you get know, for Doug the DeLuca. entree? Oh, Which, we got a bunch of stuff. I don't know. You didn't get we, like we a, the, did you get some, the duck? No, we didn't get the duck, but they had some gnocchi uh, item that was oh, just Jesus. phenomenal. I'll, went, I'll find out. Was, he went nuts. I was going back and forth. Let's talk more about the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Why do you hate this? I don't know. You don't have to win both the Red Sox and the Patriots. Did the Bruins win today too? What are we doing? The Bruins are on a four-game winning streak. You know, um, there was a moment. It was like the Patriots game was really heating up. At the same time, the Red Sox were like in the eighth inning. Porcello was in. And I had the two TVs mm -hmm. going on. And it was tense, man. It was like either... Either event would have been the most tense moment of my week and they were happening simultaneously. The biggest thing is Kimbrough is just a, a fucking heart attack now and he comes in. So you have like a yeah. three run lead and he's like this lights out closer who we've never, you know, he time to time he'll make, he'll make you sweat for a little bit. But now it's to the point when it was like, is that enough runs? Hench and I are texting back and forth. Is that enough runs? Is that enough runs? Mm -hmm. and he comes in and he's three runs up and we like barely get out of the inning. I, I think the Astros, yeah. you know, I, I think we would have trouble beating them anyway, but then the fact that Chris Sale went from throwing 98 to 91 and could not pitch five innings anymore, and then it came out today, he was in the hospital with a stomach illness. Um, really? None of that's good. I, I, I think the Astros oh. are too good to be able to uh, beat them without your ace seems unrealistic. Yeah, all tough outs. But I will say, to your point about the closer, at least Kimbrell's getting it done. When you get, in 2015, when the Mets played the Royals in the World oh, Series God. and Familia, yeah. Familia blew it in game one, you feel, when your closer's exposed that early, you feel like, you feel like your house is bugged. It's yeah. Like, oh, no, I'm not, it's over. No, so at least, at least you're, one one isn't bad. I will say, one, I, one, I, I said this to Jacko the other day, because we went on the Ringer MLB show after that last Sox-Yankees game. When your closer mm -hmm. is melting down in a big playoff game, I think it's the worst feeling you can have as a sports fan. I think it's worse yeah. than any other thing that could possibly happen of just like, and I'm, I'm not talking about one play. I'm just talking about this five to 12 minute 
just, it, it, it's indescribable. It's like, it's like a five to 12 minute in, in Gina episode. Like those episodes when you heard people think they had a heart attack, but then it turned out to be angina or a panic attack or whatever. <laughs> it, you, you can't do anything. There's nowhere to go. They're not going to take him out. They keep closing in on him. He's all sweaty, you know? Right. And he's just like his, you can see every blood vessel in his eye and the fans are going crazy. And it's just mm-hmm. awful. I, what's worse than that? Not, the only other thing possible is, is uh, OT and playoff hockey. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Which but is I, will, pretty I think na- it's because I, I think I think TV has a lot to do with it because your closer is the guy you trust the most. Whether, yeah. whether you do or not, the way it's directed, the way these baseball games are directed, they go back and forth between the crowd and the closer walking in from the bullpen. And sometimes you see most of his walk in and he's never more confident than when he's, you know, yeah. approaching the hill and, you know, like the, playing with the rosin bag and everything is done with purpose and, and confidence. And then that's it. Just sapped from you one batter later. They're nibbling and they're not getting calls. The umpires in the, I don't know what the NL playoffs have been like in comparison, but the AL has had some really bad umpire in the game. One umpire in the Sox Astros was really, really awful. And, but it's country Joe West makes up for all, all of it, right? Country Joe West got hit by a, a throw to second base. <laughs> he just didn't move. It was like, he was like, screw it. Let that thing hit me. I don't care. That thing nailed me right in the chest. Whatever. Fuck you so guys. So country of them. Yeah. <laughs> These guys should at least be a little bit in shape. I'm not right. asking for like the ability to run a triathlon, but I, it, they should be able to run 40 feet without falling over. It would be my, would be. I don't know why I get seniority and, and you know, you got, you got tenure, but. These guys don't have to be like Supreme Court justices. We could we could right, cycle we them could, in and out. We can move. Can't we? We yeah. can keep going. Yeah. I complain yeah. about NBA officials all the time. At least they're in shape. At least they're running running up mm-hmm. and down and might be getting tired and battling knee pain and who the hell right. else knows what's going on. Um hey, we gotta talk about FanDuel because I I got my ass kicked yet again. Do you do daily fantasy or no? Am I the only one who's just getting killed every week? I think it's just you. Yeah. I, I, I just had too much going on the last couple of weeks. Well, Sal, let me let me talk you into it. You okay. spend all off season researching, get excited for your fantasy draft, and then comes the pain and suddenly your team's over. Your team in our league sucks. What are you, oh and five? Oh and six, one and five? Oh and six. How dare you? Yeah, oh and six. Well, oh and six. This yeah. is perfect. You should be playing daily fantasy. FanDuel has never been more fun or easy to play. I've been playing in their gridiron pick em contest every week and losing in that every week. I don't care. It's still fun. Free contest. All you need to do is pick winners, no spreads. 10K split amongst the top pickers. And then, you know, you can play a little flex lineup. I, I had a flex Sunday lineup today and I had Andy Dalton as my quarterback and I have a lot of regrets. Trust me. I've tried other DF sites before. If you're not a fantasy expert, FanDuel is clearly the place to play new users Get a $5 bonus when they make their first deposit. Or you can go to FanDuel.com slash BS, which I went to yesterday and get $20 off your first deposit. So check that out. FanDuel.com there you go. slash BS. Here's the secret of Daily Fantasy this year. Just put Todd Gurley in your lineup every week. That yeah. usually works. You know who's going to... What does a guy like that cost? $14,000? What, what do they make him? Oh, yeah. They, he was, he's the highest paid guy every, every time now. Should be. He should be. Sony Michelle should be second. 
Sony's pretty good. Although James White yeah. was getting all the same yards too. It's just, uh, I think now that they've spread the field out, there's just uh-huh. some spots. Let's talk about, uh, let's do guess the lines for week seven. Thursday night is a barn burner. Hold on Bad to one. your hats, America. Cards, Broncos in Arizona. Rosen, <laughs> Keenum. What a battle. <laughs> I still like Rosen. I think he's pretty good. Did better this week, you know, better than the week you praised him. I think he, what do you have, like two forty? Only one Listen, interception. I, uh, I just judge, I judge demeanor, leadership, charisma, unflappability. That's what I want for my QB. I like Josh Rosen. I'm in on Josh Rosen. I have uh, the Cards favored by one and a half against the Broncos. Oh, good. The Cards favored. The Cards mm-hmm. favored. Cards favored. Why? What's wrong with that? I, I had Denver favored by three and a half, and it's uh, Denver favored by one and a half. So, oh, so you win that. I win that, yeah. Uh, Denver's given up like four 600. One and five. Denver's given up like 600 yards rushing in the last two weeks. Why are they favored in the road? This is why I'm it's not really betting on football I mean, anymore. You could just find bad stats on both sides. Arizona was 0 for 13 on third and fourth down this week. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know who you let's, take. Let's keep moving. That game's terrible. Sunday marquee game, Patriots at the Bears. Brady going against uh, two future Hall of Famers, back-to-back weeks, Pat Mahomes, Mitchell Trubisky. (laughs) Kudos to him. I have, uh, I think the Pats are favored by three and a half. You're going to get this. You locked me out here. I said four. It's two and a half. Really? Yeah. Not sure what to I'm make a Pats of that. fan. I would have wanted the Bears to win this week, right? Doesn't it seem like now they're gonna play with purpose or something? Something weird's gonna happen here. It isn't a great matchup, but the hope is that the Bears are the team they look like today. Not sure uh-huh. about the head coach, for the record. Well, Matt, here, well, Matt maybe Nagy. this is interesting. Like, N- Nagy had two weeks to prepare for, yeah, Brock Osweiler, Tannehill. For Tannehill, yeah. right? Sure. Like, that's the what way you, you prepare. And then, what are you preparing for with Tannehill? I was stunned. Tannehill goes out and the line moves three and a half points. Cause usually you see this with like Aaron Rodgers or somebody where he goes out and the line will move. In this case, it was uh-huh. Osweiler coming in, move the line against Miami by three and a half points. I thought that was pretty neat. Right. Our friend Dave Tooley, I saw him on Twitter. He made Miami his lock of the day. He thought the line was completely out of whack. Said that he wow. said Miami by seven was, he thought one of the one of the strangest overreaction lines of the season, and went all in it on was, Miami plus seven. No, but there and were some times when you're like, oh, Bears are going to kill him. But <laughs> I laughed at Dave Tooley because he was picking Brock Osweiler, and he was happily doing it. I'm like, that's ridiculous. You're you're going to yeah. get killed. And uh, not only did they win, but they actually uh, won the game too. No. Don't laugh at Dave Tooley. It's, yeah, it's we, yeah, we've learned the hard way not to laugh at Dave Tooley. Patriots <laughs> minus two and a half against Chicago. I'm going to make a prediction. That line does not settle at two and a half. That line. You say it goes up to three, three and a half? I think that line ends up at three and a half. Right. People are going to yeah, take yeah, long, still- long, hard looks at Mitchell Trubisky as the week goes along. I, I smell like a 21 20 win or something stupid there. 21-20 for the Pats? 
for the Pats, and then you win, but you don't cover. But you know, we had we, you know the Bengals almost did that today. Well, the way this Pats at the Red Sox Astros thing is shaping up, it goes, mm-hmm. it goes uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Flip flip cities. Game six is Saturday. Game seven Sunday. Mm. So what I'm telling you is we might be in store for the heart attack sequel for my dad. Oh, th- wow. Oh, the poor guy. I did. I FaceTimed my dad today after one of the games and I was going to do, I was going to do um, an Instagram photo of, <laughs> I should actually tweet this now anyway, cause it's hilarious. So <laughs> I did the thing where you're FaceTiming somebody and you can do a screenshot of it for a picture. And I was going right. to do a thing of, uh, uh, FaceTime my dad after the game to make sure he's still alive. Right as I pressed the uh, the take the photo thing, Hench texted me. That was an unreal face fuck because it was Kimbrel at home. Kimbrel had given up that long hit to Bregman that ended the game on the long fly ball. Oh yeah. So I have this I have this photo here. Kyle could vouch. Um, I have a photo of my dad on FaceTime with Hench's text. That was an unreal Facebook. This has got to go up. Underneath it. I got to know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Instagram it so people can see it. Send that out there. Hench had some day today. My God. Hench is, <laughs> Hench is running two Trade shows. Analysis right. and everything. He's running two TV yeah. shows and has time to send 10,000 texts. <laughs> and and is he loves it. so upset about Craig Krimble's demise and Chris Sale yesterday. And, uh, Ian I'm concerned Kinzer. about your dad's heart. I, I really He's am. Concerned. I don't think you could take a, a another Sunday. Let the Astros just win this thing in five already because I'm, I'm worried about him. The Astros are unbelievable. I mean, we knew this. They won the title. But, man, when you're rooting against them, I'm sure you've bet against them a couple of times, but when you're really, like, in it and it's all Spr- tough outs, Springer, Altuve, and Bregman. And Bregman's probably been the most dangerous of the three. And then it's like, Oh, we're not done there. There's Tyler White. He gets hot from time to time and Gonzalez. And mm-hmm. you just go through and it's like, are there any easy outs? Anyone? They're not even playing no. Evan Gaddis. That, that right. team. Jesus. They bring in. They're Colin- spectacular. I'd say the Brewers Dodgers is, is similar. It's, a, it's a, like a minor league version of that. I wouldn't say minor league. It, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's right there if you watch it. Dodgers have everyone on that line in that lineup is terrifying. And the Brewers, you know, they, they hadn't lost in like almost three weeks so well they definitely have These teams are clutch you know i don't really watch national league during this season and then during the playoffs i'm like oh that guy oh really he's the mm-hmm. hench and i were going nuts that wade miley not only was the game two starter for the brewers he's doing but great was throwing like a one hitter through five and was two for two hitting and we were like wade miley this was like the our worst pitcher in 2015 yeah the National League is where these killed, uh, killed the Rockies had a good start against the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. just good. These these American League flameouts go to the National League and they get resurrected, and then somehow the oh, National League wins go. the World Series. Ah, it's like go. whatever. It's Triple A. <laughs> it's Triple A with some big with some big salaries. Oh, Triple A. Astros barely beat the Dodgers in the World Series. It's fine. Uh, you have like three good harder. teams. The, the Brewers, bunch of castoffs. Give me a break. We get it. You you bat with a DH, so the, every team's batting average is thirty points higher. Good, that, good no, for you. I, I think sense. your your cute gimmick league with the double switches is great. Where Wade All Miley, right. Wade <laughs> Miley, instead of going to Japan, he could go to the National League and throw scoreless innings in the playoffs. It's 
great. I know. The, I know the Brewers are going to win the World pitcher. Series. The Brewers are going to win the World Series, and it's going to be ridiculous. I'm calling it now. All right. Well, the Brewers used to be an American League team, so that should make you happy. It actually would make me very happy if the Red Sox did not win. I would be really happy if the Brewers won because I like the, the good Brewers? people, Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. And the they Fox, haven't. The Fox Network would not be, but yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Brewers Astros. I will say though, man. I mean, the Astros should be the league's marquee team. That the team is crazy. Mm-hmm. Plus Verlander, you know, just dialing it up to 98 last night. The guy's like 35. He was throwing like 95, I lost more mo- money on Verlander. Me and the parlay kid, we lost every time Verlander pitched at home. He was like a minus 260 and they lost all summer, July, entering <laughs> August. It was terrible. And now he's got it back. I don't know what's going on with Kate Upton. Maybe she just, maybe she leaves him alone now 12 hours before the games, but <laughs> something's weird. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the watchables. Go ahead. I only had one watchable this week. Baltimore is home for the Saints, arguably a marquee game. I think we're going to learn a lot about the Ravens this week. I I can't tell if they're a legit Super Bowl contender or not. They have Joe Flacco as their quarterback, which raises mm-hmm. an eyebrow or 16 for me. But they've been playing really well. You know, if they yeah. win this Saints game, I, I think we have to say they're a contender. I don't think there's any way around it. Don't you think? Yeah, if they win this, they're five and two. Um, I had them at minus three in this game. What'd you have? I had them as minus three as well. All right. It's minus two and a half. And this is a game I would love, 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 love if they hadn't demolished Tennessee now. Cause now the you know, the Saints who are coming off a bye, right? I think Saints are coming off a bye. Yeah. They they're like, oh, we, uh, we gotta look out for them. They're not gonna take us by we can't. Let them take us by surprise. So that line's fair, I think. We didn't talk about this yet, I don't think. The Drew Brees after he broke the record with all his kids on the field. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of these quarterbacks having these families where everything seems perfect and the kids are all well behaved. (laughs) Because that's bullshit. Because I'll just tell you this. like If I had broken the passing yards record, my son Ben would (laughs) have... probably run, try to run on the field. He, it's some, some terrible, yeah. something would have happened. There is no way your three kids would have behaved impossible. No, I have a, I, I have a parent corner story that'll support that this week, but yeah, I think two of them no, would have started right. punching each other. Mm-hmm. Then you look at the breeze family and it's just these five, five kids just perfectly standing there. And he goes around and kisses them all on the forehead, tells them it's great. Daddy, I hope you're proud of daddy. I'm like, this isn't realistic. You're making us look bad. No. Stop it. I, a lot of people watch that and had tears in their eyes. I think if they watched our family or your family, they'd also have tears in their eyes, but it'd be for a different reason. It'd be like, oh my God, how does this family unit get through the day each day? <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't be like, oh, that's great. That's a great milestone. And look how they, they treated him exactly how they should have. Ben came out of the bathroom from taking a dump the other day. And I was like, Ben, did you wash your hands? And he said, no. And then he leapt at me and tried to shove his hand in my face. <laughs> That's that's what I want to see from Drew Brees breaking the touchdown record. He's going around and one of the kids has a little hand poop surprise for him. Hey, right. the barely watchables. Uh, Chargers Titans in Los Angeles. Chargers starting to look a little frisky, which we which we've we've had our eye on. We've we've been uh, monitoring. Uh, before them. you say this line, here's, here's your first schedule f up here. Oh, it's in Tennessee. Chargers Titans in Lon- in London. Oh, well, listen, I'm allowed one schedule fuck up every every right. podcast in London, right. huh? Right. You got it. <laughs> when is 
when's Sir Blake Bortles going to London? It's got to happen soon, right? I he think needs it's three it. weeks in a row. So is it the next game? He needs it. He needs his London trip. He's not playing well. Mm-hmm. He's jonesing. <laughs> he needs to, That's like needs his to Vegas for us, right? That's like our Vegas. Like, hey, we got to get to Vegas. Yeah, I, mean, I, need, I just like, need to go for a day, play some blackjack. He rallies the troops for for, uh, for Nottingham. He goes there, has some shepherd's pie, talk to some old guy with yeah. bad teeth, has some, <laughs> has some drinks at 3.30. Well, Chargers Titans in Vegas, I mean, uh, London. <laughs> um, or Vegas. Hmm. I'm going to have to redo <laughs> my guess. I'm going to say Chargers by five and a half. Yeah, you still get it. I said four, and I don't even believe that it should be four, but it's six and a half. And this should not be close. Enough, Tennessee. Like you, you showed your true colors today. Let's stick with that. Stick with that game plan for a while. I think they're starting to the the Blarkus Gabriota starting to become a problem mm-hmm. for the Titans. <laughs> Who would you rather not have as your QB, Jameis or uh Mariota? I don't know anymore because Mariota seems like more of a winner. Jameis is more exciting. The numbers he puts up, or what was he? Uh, I don't know what he what he had. He had crazy. And that let me tell you something about Jameis. Like here's something Mariota. We've seen him do great things in the playoffs against the Chiefs. But that quarterback sneak. Did you see that? Like how they almost won the game, Tampa? No. He did like an he did like an option play. They had like no time left. And they, the quarterback sneak from like the 20-yard line. And then when he gets to the oh, 10. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That should have worked. Yeah. That play should have worked. Deshaun Jackson was right there. And it just got screwed up because then Evans like tipped it. And it went and went and it just, he I really think he would have gotten in. But that was, a, that was a nifty play that you can only really do once. It's the kind of play I've always wondered why they don't do that more often. Because like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like in rugby, I remember we played intramural football in college and we were doing pretty well. And then we played the rugby teams intramural football com and they just did that rugby shit the whole game. And it was like yeah. unstoppable. And it seems like that could work at the end of games or at the end of halves or something versus just like, he yeah, but Hail Mary. I'm with you. So now Chargers. they can't do that. And that's why that division's good. Like that Atlanta's defense is so bad. And I love the over in that game. And it went to 63, I think, uh, it was over 57 and a half, but that was going to be exciting. That was going to be down to the last possession, no matter what. So I, I like Atlanta. I like watching them. They're not making the playoffs, but fun, fun to watch. I was watching the chargers game today. And the announcer said, this is the seventh field goal kicker for Anthony Lynn in his one plus <laughs> year as chargers head coach. Uh, he's coached, tw- he's coached 22 games. He's had seven field goal kickers. Poor Anthony. I Lynn. think our friend Daniel, when he was executive producer of Rosie, fired seven directors. <laughs> so that's the same thing. That's the equivalent. Yeah. Yeah. Miami is home. Really starting to get a little momentum now with uh with the heist, Brock Osweiler. They are playing the Lions of Detroit coming off a bye week. And I have Miami favored by two and a half. Well, we could skip this because there's no line yet. I, I said three, but yeah, it's probably right in that range. I don't know if you make it higher or lower with Tannehill in there, but um, Mm -hmm. they they have not put a line on the board. If I was betting, I would bet the Lions this week, but I'm not betting this week. Oh, you know, yeah, you're out, right? I'm out. I'm out for the week. Vikings, Jets. Vikings at the Jets. Sam Darnold will be playing. 
I don't know what to make of this Vikings team. They've been all over the map and they, they look surprisingly competent for short pockets and make you think mm-hmm. like, oh, and then all of a sudden they look terrible again. I have the Vikings. I think this is a class. I think I'm going to nail this. This is a classic textbook road team favored by three and a half. Mm. I said three, which is my textbook. And it is, it is actually three. Mm. So I get that one. I was watching the game, uh, in, uh, all the games in a bar, a Jets bar. And fans are going nuts today. They love that team. I didn't have the heart to tell them that we crossed them off, I think, uh, last preseason game this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you think, after what you've seen these first six weeks, do you think the Giants should have taken Sam Darnold? Yeah, I do. And I think it's less of a big deal. This would have been the, the, the talk of the town. All the New York talk radio would have been discussing this and nothing else if Barkley wasn't going crazy. And I think because a few people have Barkley um, given their fantasy team a spark that it's not that much of uh, as much of a discussion, but yes, yeah, Sam Donald was, was the pick for the giants. Should have been. I, uh, you? I'm doing something I do from time to time. I'm doing a 180 on myself. I thought you the are. giants made a mistake and they should have taken a quarterback. I think Saquon Barkley is hands down the best running back I've ever seen in my life. Oh, wow. He has, he has like, he's like Walter Payton crossed with Terrell Davis crossed with Ladanian Thomason. I've never seen a running back who's more frightening play to play than he is. What he's doing this season with a completely washed up quarterback at no offensive line. And he's still a threat to break one in every play is flat out incredible. I think if we were creating a running back in a lab, we would create this guy and I think he's going to be one of like, I don't know. I've been watching football since I was six, five. I think he's going to go down as one of like the six or seven best running backs of my lifetime. And it's hard for me to believe that was the wrong pick is my point. I know you're supposed to take quarterback, whatever, but I really do think a lot of this has to do with the fact that they really misfired on Eli. They thought he had something mm-hmm. left in the tank and he just doesn't. They have to get rid of him. Now we could have told them that this summer, but even if they had... You know, who who's a mediocre QB? Tyrod Taylor. Even if they had gone and gotten mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor and he, Tyrod had just given them like a C plus every week, this would look and could at least move around and, and save some plays. We we would be talking about Barkley reverentially. I think he's amazing. Um, I just don't think, yeah, it would be great to have Sam Darnold, but they could get a franchise QB next year. They're gonna go two and fourteen. I think Barkley comes along, I don't know. Once every 10 years, who was the last guy who was like this? Tomlinson was but 15 that, years I, ago. And I, I agree. And I, I think he shows he, and sometimes he looks to me like if Bo Jackson could catch passes, like he's such a yeah. powerful receiver. Once he gets going, it's, it's weird to look at, but they could win six games with him the next four years because you need a, you need a quarterback to drive. Like, well, all right. What if, what if they had Sam Darnold and uh carry on Johnson and, uh, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. Like that, that might be better. That might be a better fit right now. I think if for the next few years, if, it, if Sam Darnold becomes like a mall, like how good does Sam Darnold have to be for this to be a bad pick? Cause I listen, everybody seems to think this was a train wreck that they did this. And I was one of the people initially, but the, I, I, I can't get enough of watching Barkley. So now it's like, so if Sam Darnold is, let's say he's as good as Philip Rivers. 
then that was a bad mm-hmm. pick, right? Because I think it's harder to find Philip right. Rivers than it is to find a generational running back. It could be. But, could be but, as good but as to be clear, Saquon Barkley is one of the best running backs. He's certainly the best running back since Tomlinson. He's the most exciting. Yeah. He does the most. He he has the most game break ability. He can pass and catch. He's fucking unbelievable to watch. He's so freaking exciting. And uh, I, it, ha- it has to he go is. back to Tomlinson in like 2004, 2005 for me. The last guy I've seen like this. And then going back further, Terrell Davis, those three Denver years. Uh, Walter Payton. Um, All right, calm down, calm down. Earl calm Campbell down, for down. three years, but he couldn't catch the ball. It's week this. six. It's week six. I, yeah, my eyes good. don't he's lie, Sal. I know where my heart lies. <laughs> I like watching Saquon Barkley play football. So I if, know where your heart lies. Where does your wallet lie? Because he was six to one when we had this discussion last week. He was six to one to win uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. That's got it. That has to have gone down um, with Baker faltering a little bit and well i guess donald had a good game right i don't, I don't know what, what do you think he is w- would you take him at like three to one now i think he's i think he has to be the e, at least even odds now he's gonna run he's gonna oh, really he, the situation that he's in is indefensible he is the worst offensive line probably in the league and he is the worst starting quarterback in the league and and mm-hmm. he's still like that 55 yard touchdown he had the other day where it was like there was, he finally had a hole and he was just gone. Nobody touched him. And then he had that other, that screen pass when, or maybe that was the one that was 55 yards. It, was a, yeah, it wasn't a touchdown. It was just a 55-yard play. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one he took off and scored the touchdown in the hole, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, listen, you can you can find a QB. You can go pay for Kirk Cousins and shit like that. You, was, was having Walter Payton on your team worth it for 12 years? I would argue yes. They finally did win a well, Super Bowl. I, I, it's just going to be interesting. Just in terms of rookie of the year and betting, because I like to gamble. I know you quit like an hour ago, but I it's forty minutes ago. If the Giants, Browns, and Jets each end up with six wins, which I can't imagine the Giants are going to have that many, but I, I, it's going to be interesting to see who gets the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, here's the thing: if Darnold is as good as Phil Rivers, then it was the wrong pick. But I think he had. Mm-hmm. If, if anything less than that, I think having eight to 12 years of a transcendent running back. Um, I mean, right, right now, I think sure. he's sc- scarier and better than Le'Veon Bell ever was. If I was betting against either mm-hmm. guy, I'd be way more scared of Barkley. Anyway, yeah. that's my rant. That's my pro Barkley rant. I'm in the, I All know right. I'm in the minority. Eagles. I'm just saying, slow down with the Walter Payton stuff. Just Go watch the Walter Payton t- highlights. They're, it's like the same stuff. It's, it's the same kind of incredible. <laughs> they did that close-up. Except of, there's more than six games of it. <laughs> they did that close-up of Barkley's legs on Thursday night. Oh, did yeah, you see sorry, that? Yeah. And the announcer's like, oh, my God, look at those things. I mean, his legs were like, how are we the same human being, same species? Is this your new man crush? Is this your new yeah, uh, hustle, and, hustle and bustle Barkley? I think it is. I think it is. Wow. Saquon, I'm in your corner, man. They made the right pick. The Giants fans <laughs> don't appreciate you enough. Stop complaining about Sam Darnold. Let's see no, Sam they Darnold do. They games. do. They're just too stupid to see that it's the wrong pick. They need to they get rid of their quarterback. They should just trade for Tyrod Taylor right now, and he could give them a C-plus for the rest of the season. Eagles yeah. are home playing the Panthers. Two teams I just have no feel for at all. 
the Panthers. How do you yeah, figure I, that team out week to week? I'm with you. I, I said the same thing. I think we said this last week. Carolina at Washington. Doesn't matter yeah. which way we go with this. No way I was betting that I feel one, the same, ever. same way about this. I have the Eagles four and a half. I'm putting this one in the Vegas zone. All right, I get this. I said four and it's three and a half. Good luck to anyone trying to win this game. Yeah, that's a stay away. I I not even ready to regard this Eagles team one way or the other until mid November. Let's see what they have when they get up. Well, that's the thing. Back. You beat up on the Giants. Does that make you does that mean you're back? I mean, they they their running game was good. They I think they sacked Eli four times, but um I don't know. I don't know if it's enough. I picked up both Eagles running backs in in fantasy after Ajayi went down and then started Smallwood so, and Clement was the one who got the points. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's my destiny there, just putting the wrong guy in every week. I hate fantasy football. <laughs> I really do. Tampa's home for Cleveland. Oh, I love it. Try being 0-6. That's the way to go. <laughs> do you think you can go 0-13? You should try to do it. Has that ever happened? Well, I mean, I, I, I could obviously sit a lot of guys if I want, but... I don't know. I don't know why I'm I'm as bad as I am. I have Ingram. I have Elliott. I have Matt Ryan. I have Juju Smith-Schuster. A lot of good players. Well, and our, oh Gronkowski. Gronk is supposed to be pretty good. I'm going to trade for him. I we'll, let's talk George Kittle and Gronkowski after we uh, let's finish the pot. All right. I think what you should do is stop making free agent moves because it's five dollars a move. You might as well save money. Put that, mo- put that money toward fantasy magazines for next year. Okay. <laughs> so the good. the Bucks are home for the Browns. I have the Bucks by two. Not quite sure what to make of this Browns team, and I think Baker is going to be really good. But man, he makes some he makes some rookie QB yeah. plays. He's not. He is not. You a get this product. one. I said three and a half. It's three. So you were closer. Why am I so much more interested in this game than I am Carolina Philly, which probably features two playoff teams? Yeah, this arguably should have been in the watchables. If I had to do this over mm-hmm. again, I would put it in the watchables. I do not feel the same about this next game. Redskins, Cowboys. Cowboys feeling good, man. They made the right call. They gave Jason Garrett a little more time to figure it out. <laughs> he has a few more claps in him. I have the, uh, the skins so by three and a half over Dallas. That's exactly what I said. Only two and a half, though. Vegas really believes in these boys. I think Alex Smith is the closest to a Major League Baseball pitcher. Where, like, those hmm. starters that you have on your team where you go, oh, he's got it going tonight. Oh, we're in, we're in good shape tonight. This is going to be, he's going to throw, like, a three-hitter over seven innings. And Alex Smith is the same thing. Like, you get the red zone highlights. Right. Of Alex Smith. Like, yeah, oh, I think got, he had like 160 yards. Yeah. 163 yards, two touchdowns. And then I just, it's a surprise every week. Like Adrian Peterson had almost 100 yards and then like he'll disappear. And it's just weird. None of these NFC East teams have any identity that you could, you could uh, count on at this point. Now there's one Except team the that has an identity. My man, Saquon Barkley and the Giants. Saquon, yeah, baby. That's true. Love that guy. <laughs> the right pick. Keep your head up, Saquon. You're you're delayed to watch. You should trade for him. Trade one of guy. your five quarterbacks. For, I need him uh, on my Saquon. fantasy team. You're right. I should try to trade for him. Let's go to the uh, the poop fecta. Actually, let's uh, let's take a quick break before we do that. Turn your dream into a reality with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easier than ever to launch your passion project. 
whether you're looking to start a new business, showcase your work, publish consent, sell products, or lose football games every week, Squarespace is the tool for you with beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about anything with a few clicks. You can easily make a beautiful website yourself. Squarespace's powerful e-commerce functionality lets you sell anything online. And analytics help you grow your site in real time. Everything optimized for mobile right out of the box. There's nothing to patch or upgrade ever. Buying domains is simple. You'll get the help you need with Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support. Squarespace, it empowers millions of people from designers to lawyers, artists to gamers, even restaurants and gyms to turn great ideas into something real. Head to squarespace.com slash BS for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code BS to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has been with us. We've been in this podcast for three years. They've been with us the whole time. Squarespace.com slash BS. Offer code BS. All right, let's go to the poop factor. Cold spills. I'm going to try not to watch any of this. Mm-hmm. I would ban this game from the red zone too. Just there should yeah. be no signs of it at all. I have the Colts. Right. Colts by five and a half. That's exactly what I said. Vegas has it at six and a half. You have to talk me out of taking the Colts on a teaser here because I, I do like them. I don't know if it's going to be Peterman or one of the Joshes, but I like the Colts here. If the Bills had won in Houston today, which was very possible until Nathan Peterman Peterman'd it up, that would mm-hmm. have been three times they took down a team with a high line, right? Wouldn't that have been yeah. the third time? Like, like as significant underdogs. Right. They might be the sign of the beast. Yeah, Peterman just doesn't have it, right? And then to go on the nah, road again. I feel bad for him. Everybody shits on him. Like, it, it go, just out of control shitting on him on social media. Well, they could do better. I mean, talk about a team that could use Ty Taylor. It's a team that traded <laughs> they, let him solid, go. They need that solid C+. Plus. Somehow yeah. they're settling for an F+. Plus. Jags, mm. uh, speaking of F+, plus, the Jags are home against the, the Texans. Another game I don't want this to watch. This is a poop factor, huh? Yeah, it's a poop factor. First place? One of these teams is probably getting first place. The Jags are unwatchable. Mm. They also talk a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe don't lose to the Clapper by 30 points. So you're yapping in the end zone with Cole Be- to Cole Beasley. Settle down, Jalen I think there was some hidden, there's some hidden uh, angst with the Cowboys, if this even is such a thing with... I was hearing some things. Did they make the right pick passing on Jalen Ramsey and going with uh, Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah. And um, it, it's unclapper like, but they they did kind of step up and show that at least for uh, three hours today that they did make the right pick. So I have Jags by five. Hmm. Over the oh, that's, Texans. That's closer than I did. I said three and a half. It's four and a half. Yeah. Oh, are a, you beating me this week? Five, six, I'm seven, beating like a drum. Three. It's the only win I'm going to have to You got me beat by one right now. I'm going to go up by two right now. I got the Rams in San Francisco against probably not a good quarterback. And I have the Rams by nine and a half. This is the one I was off by the most. I don't know why I said only seven and a half. I don't know why I thought San Francisco was comparable to Denver, which was also a line of seven. You said nine and a half. It's 11. Oof. 
11. Who are we, who are we three teaming them with? <laughs> All right. Rams. There's some good college games we could put this in. Rams. Maybe take the Pats to plus seven and a half. Now we're talking. Yeah. I might wait on that. Chargers to plus four and a half in London. I like the Chargers. Hmm. Sunday night. We'll figure it out. Chiefs playing on two consecutive Sunday nights. This time they are home playing the Bengals of Cincinnati. And this actually probably is the best game of... Uh, well, of- by the way, the Rams-Niners was initially in this spot and got flexed the yeah. F out. Yeah. And, and the Niners have been flexed. They're, they're going to be flexed out of like three games, I think, now that Jimmy G is out. Um, and yeah, and Cincinnati, which was a late afternoon game, I think, is now um, the night game, Cincinnati-KC. I got the Chiefs by four and a half over the Bengals. Probably too low. I hit... I got this one exactly. I said I said six. I would be careful yeah, of this one, up. America, because the the Bengals can score, and even if they're down ten with two minutes left, this says garbage time TD potential. Mm-hmm. I think they could win the game too. The Bengals, yeah, I like them. I like them every week. We'll see it. We'll see. Uh, they're. The injuries on the defensive side. We'll see how that goes. Then yeah. Monday night. That's my new man crush. Saquon. This is it. He's going at Atlanta. This is another team that could win. Couldn't you see them winning this game? Yeah. I could see him rushing for 300 yards. <laughs> That'll be all their yards. <laughs> you got Beckham headbutting uh, fans. You uh well Barkley's tearing it up. I have the I have the Falcons by seven and a half. Too high. All right, I'm gonna ask you to think about this because I got it exactly. Yeah. If you so which means I tie you unless you also get it exactly. I I'm Falcon. gonna give you an opportunity to change. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to change. Falcons by seven and a half. Yeah, too high. Five and a half. Hmm. So we tied. You've you've I'll disliked. You've disliked Eli for the last 15 years of your life? More than that. I couldn't stand him in middle school before that. Does it give you pleasure to see him looking about as washed up as anyone since his brother during that final Denver season? Yeah, but I go back and forth because then I feel bad for him. I see that Eli face and I I don't take as much pleasure anymore. Yeah. But um, watch him have great numbers this week. How could he not? I'd... I don't think that's possible. Really? Yeah, I think he's really done. Because they, they, people are saying how when when he's pressured, he's bad. With the implication being that when he's not pressured, he's fine. But then there's all these stats that actually, either way, he's bad. I don't know. Jameis looked like Joe Montana today. That Falcons, they have so much trouble. I guess if they do pressure him, of course, that's the way to do it. And if this offensive line is as bad as it's been, then that's what's going to happen. But I just do feel like Beckham's going to break out at some point. He's he's a handful. Not sure I'd want him in the office. If there was a ringer equivalent of Odell Beckham Jr., I don't think he'd be working here anymore. If I gave you over under eight and a half games, regular season games since Julio Jones scored a touchdown, what would you say? <laughs> under? It's 11. Since he scored a touchdown? 
Unless I've read that wrong, it's 11. You know, even though he's not scoring, there's nothing more exciting than when he comes in at the end of games as the seventh defensive back. Yeah. I'm always there for that. I think he's the best one. He's the best wide receiver, converted cornerback, like try to be the ball hawk guy. Before we move on, let's talk about MeUndies really quick. You already know about my obsession over MeUndies and all their amazing colors and prints they offer. They don't offer the Saquon Barkley print yet. As soon as they do, I'll wear it. They also <laughs> make comfortable lounge pants and tees. Lounge pants made from the same micro Dow fabric as their undies. The fabric is three times softer than the cotton, making those cozy essentials perfect for fall. When you join the membership, Sal, you can get all this stuff, lounge pants, tees, undies, everything MeUndies makes for less than anyone else. Me and his underwear. You're in your underwear probably right now. You have to go to bed right after we finish this. Mm-hmm. The softest things you'll wear and fun prints you can match with socks or a bralette, a bralette, 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 <laughs> with their 100% satisfaction <laughs> guarantee. If for some reason you don't love these undies, they'll do whatever they can to get you in the right pair. And if they can't, they'll refund you. It's truly risk-free to try the best underwear ever. It's all I wear. Everyone makes fun of me. What can I say? I like me undies. To get your 15% off your first pair of free shipping and 100% satisfaction. Guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash BS. It is a no-brainer. 15% off. MeUndies.com slash BS. What uh, what are you going to be gambling on this week? Baseball playoffs? Basketball? What are you looking at? Everything. Yeah. Baseball okay. playoffs. I got the Brewers to advance. Why? What is this a personal So you question. have the Brewers. You bet on the Brewers. Yeah, I bet on the Brewers. I had them plus 260 to win the pennant before the playoffs. They... The guy in game one, the pitcher came in and and hit like a 430-foot homer. Did you see that? Yeah. What was yep. that guy's name? Breckman? No, no. No, not Breckman. I can't remember. Who was it? The guy's was the, the beard. Uh, guy throws 98 with the 430-foot homer. It's uh, Brandon I, Woodruff, right? Woodruff, yeah, yeah. Off of, I off told of, you, Bre- uh, Breckman. Kershaw? Yeah. Breck, Breckman Woodruff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so they win game one with a bullpen game where they're, where they're just using relievers. And then game mm-hmm. two, Wade Miley throws like five one-hit innings and then finally they got to him a little yeah. bit. But uh, I watched a lot of both games and it was like the overmanaging Olympics. It was great. It, it, like Dave Roberts took some dude out in the fourth inning. He took out John Freeze for Max Muncy. <laughs> fourth inning. Just, just switched him. It was, it, it was yeah. like watching like uh, like T-ball. Like, hey, Bobby, you're going to sit out this inning. Jack's going to go in. But it was the playoffs. I didn't understand it. Listen, the National League managers, they're smart. They they think about the game. They, mm. they don't, they're not looking to watch from the clubhouse like Alex Cora. He just, he just wants to go out there and fight with the umpires. And it's just diff- it's a diff- different brand of ball. That's all. It's adorable. I'm really happy for you, you scra- <laughs> the scrappy underdog brand of baseball that you play. Uh, let's do uh, let's do parent corner. Go ahead. All right. Well, this comes secondhand from my wife because I'm out of town. But uh, my son, my oldest son, had a flag football game, and so my wife had to bring everybody. And my father goes to these games, and it's like um, you know, it's, it's for the middle school, so they travel and they play like the rival. I think they played Redondo. They played the rival uh, school this week. And uh, it's a good game. It's getting late. But someone on the other team, one of the team moms, wheels up. She has a wheelchair and she has um, like nubs for legs and nubs, unfortunately, for arms, too. And my four-year-old, who's 
four, but he's also an asshole, um, says to her, you have no arms. And my wife goes crazy. She's like, you don't say that. You don't say that to somebody. And the woman's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's like, and then like he pauses for like 20 seconds and like looks over and is like, you have no legs either. And uh, so then my wife has to reprimand him. And now, now it's really uncomfortable. And so she has an assistance dog, as you can imagine, like pulling the wheelchair. Um, and she's got like attached to her nub. She has like a, uh, a prosthetic, one prosthetic half arm that could reach out and like handle the leash for the dog. And so my wife is like, says to my, to my younger kids, not, not playing in the game says, go over there and play with the dog Do be, be nice. Show, you know, show some concern and be nice to this woman. So they go over there and it's not long after they're instructed to go over there that they, they, they drive the dog crazy to a point where the dog like loses it and pulls away from this woman. And in doing so pulls the nub out of her arm socket, uh, where she's holding the, where she was holding the leash. And now this thing's on the ground. And my father, who also has a cane, sees this and he scrambles to, to his credit and goes to um, push the arm back in. Using his cane, goes to push the arm back into this woman's socket. And, but he's jamming it like, he, like, he's, like he's banging a, a TV in 1975 to try to get reception. Jamming it in with the help of the cane. And now this woman's daughter comes like, no, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. So, um I think the moral of the story is just don't bring your parents or your kids anywhere, right? <laughs> I don't know how to sum this up, but it's uh, it really just seemed like a like a like a Seinfeld episode mixed with Three's Company. <laughs> so mixed with um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Wow. Yeah, be be nice to uh, handicap people and and just don't and keep the kids in the house with the iPads. That's that is, all. That was some story. Unbelievable! Ridiculous. How did you? I had asked that? for the details like three times. So I was like, <laughs> "Come on, that uh, can't be true." Are there character of the year points handed out for that, <laughs> or no? Does your son a really character should. of the year? My son and the Harrison? dog split points. I think. <laughs> Jesus, have no legs or arms either. A jerk. Unbelievable. I think four-year-olds are really the worst human beings on earth. Just, just across the board. Because they're smart yeah. enough to know what they shouldn't say, but they'll absolutely say it, and they don't care. I know. I, I'm not even kidding. Like I should keep them in the whole year because by five or five and a half, you can kind of learn what's right and wrong. Right. But, yeah. My parent corner is: I took my son to his first real concert on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Nephew Kyle was there as well. We went to see a show with Migos and Drake, two of his three nice. favorite uh, musical artists. And, um, there was a lot of marijuana in the arena, like a lot, mm-hmm. um, a lot, like a lot of, a <laughs> lot of marijuana smoke enough that I, I was wondering whether it was the right idea, but my son took so much, uh, joy and excitement out of this. I actually Instagrammed him singing fight night, um, with nephew Kyle. Cause he was delighted. The, the chorus of that song is, Gonna knock that pussy out like fight night. So I have that on Instagram. So that was great. Um, He got to see just lots of people who probably weren't wearing enough clothes. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Just an incredible amount of people out there that um, 
<laughs> Maybe don't go to the gym all the time, but we'll still wear outfits like they do. I'll leave it at that. Right. So it was an mm-hmm. eye-opening experience left and right for him. But uh, the big thing was <laughs> man, we, um, we were able to go backstage to see Quavo and who is the the kind of star of Migos, although I think they're all stars, but I think he's he just had an album come out this week. And my son's a huge right. fan of Quavo. And he's actually an interesting guy because he was um I'm trying to get him on a podcast at some point because he was like this phenomenal athlete and uh and chose music really? over sports. Yeah, he was like this three sport athlete in Georgia and pr- probably could have played either college or basketball in college in college. Could he so play anyway, quarterback for the Giants? He got probably right now. Uh, <laughs> so when my son met him, um, he'd been working on, he didn't want to screw up the handshake. So he and nephew Kyle had been working on the handshake. Kyle, you want to explain <laughs> the handshake? It was just, it's the daps. It's the, it's the, it's like skins. It's like almost like give me skins. There's just a little bit of flavor. Hard to slap it. though. The yeah, noise have a is good part sound. of it. So yeah. he was really concerned about that. He had his, he's wearing Air Jordans. So meets Quavo. Does the slap. We thought he executed it really nice. Yeah, it made a good sound. And then they're talking. Right. And Quavo, Quavo's looking at him and he checks out like Ben's wearing like this Air Jordan outfit, kind of a retro old school. My son, for some reason, has really kind of, I don't know. Would yeah, you agree? Yeah, like, like he's got like a fashion style to him. I think it was the Jordan 13s or 14s that he was wearing that, yeah. that did it to him. So Quavo's, right. he's kind of making small talk, but then he kind of takes a step back and he looks what did he say, Kyle? He's like, damn, you're dripping or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's like, damn, look at those shoes. You dripping. So that was really <laughs> exciting. Quavo told my son that he was dripping. And uh, and I don't know. I was, you know, I, I'm not the coolest guy on the earth, but Quavo told my son I was dripping. I really felt it was yeah. a cool moment for me. I think it's, his second favorite part was every time they told him to put his middle finger up. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> he's like the first well, kid with his thing. middle finger up. Migos kept asking the fan, the the crowd to put their middle fingers up, which uh, you're not going to believe this, but my son was happy to oblige on that. <laughs> he already had it up. <laughs> yeah. He they're up and ready to roll. And then uh, on the way home, I was like, man, that was a lot of, a lot of pot smoke. You feeling all right? You feeling all right, Ben? What did he say? Like, I think I'm high. He goes, <laughs> I think I got a little high. He says, like, I think I got a little high. <laughs> so that was it. That's my paracorder. I think, I my think son you're getting got, Cody points. Forget about, forget about my four-year-old. I think my son got <laughs> second-hand high. At, at, uh, my fifth-grade son might have gotten second-grade high, but you know what I'd do it again? It was great. Well, let me ask you this. As far as a cool factor thing goes, you take him to a lot of cool places, I will say. Yeah. If taking him to... Was it a preseat? No, was it? You took him to a Red Sox game in Tampa, right? Yes. That was not long ago. What is that one to 10? What is this one to 10 in terms of how cool he thinks you are for taking him, getting a royal treatment at a game or backstage? At a no, he, ta- like he takes me for granted all the time. No, just this year. Really? He, he got to be a ball boy at the All-Star game and he got to yeah. meet Ben Simmons and Jason Tatum. He got to... Go, he got to meet Quavo. He's gone Did with the WrestleMania with you to in the past, and he's met a lot of those dudes. I, but I did feel that like, wrestling entrance uh, like a month ago, right? Oh, yeah, the wrestling entrance at NXT. It's really, he, somehow he always wins. And if if he uh-huh. could even execute basic math, it would be a bonus. <laughs> even just <laughs> the easiest long division problem possible. If he could just bang that out once, it would be, it would be yeah. a bonus. But that's good. He's had, at least had some good experiences. I'm with you. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like, hey, do you want to uh, work on your stuff? Right? Hold on, I'm playing Fortnite squads. Yeah. Yeah. What can you do? Well, at least he doesn't take pleasure in um, poking fun at the disabled. So <laughs> you got that. At least you've passed that. <laughs> and he is dripping. <laughs> He's dripping. I don't. What is? I'd never heard that expression before, Kyle. I'm a 49 year old. Like you're, you're like you're you're dripping swag, basically. It's just you're dripping, dripping off. You. It's just dripping off you. Yeah. It felt like a compliment. It I, was. I, I, yeah. It I was. was. I was like, that's definitely a compliment. That's my good. son's dripping. You uh, sure your nose wasn't running or anything? You're maybe, actually dripping? Maybe he had nasal drip. Sal, you're dripping in uh, Brooklyn all week. Tell us about that. Dripping in Brooklyn. We have on Jimmy Kimmel Live, Adam Sandler this week, Eminem, Cardi B, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, John Krasinski, and and a few surprises. It's going to be fun. And I'm on uh, Lock It In. Damn it, I lost the Patriots money line. Uh, Todd Furman beat me. I'm on with him, Rachel Bonetta, Jason Whitlock filling in for uh, Clay Travis this week, 430 to 530 Eastern. Excellent. Well, good luck. I hope you get the title back. I hope you stay dripping on the streets of Brooklyn. Say hi to Gabe Kaplan. Say hi to Vinny Barbarino and Horshack (laughs) and Washington and the whole gang. Danny Aiello, I'll send them all your love. Say hi to the Jimmy Kimmel Live staff. Try to to hear as many dumb stories as possible with Dixon and the crew. And, uh, and wake up in three and a half hours and say hi to Howard Stern for me. I will. Thanks for coming on. All right. Good All job right. by you, Billy. Good job by you. All right. Thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to Sal and the Against All Odds podcast. If you want to hear us do the NBA futures, me, Sal, and House can hear that this week. Speaking of NBA, Preview Palooza. It's coming Tuesday. Whole bunch of great content all over the Ringer platforms. Please check that out. We worked really hard on it. Thanks to FanDuel. Although, once again, I lost on FanDuel this week. Thanks to them anyway. Thanks for the experience. It's my fault. I picked bad teams. I did get the excitement of researching and building my team, regardless of the outcome. They have tons of ways to play gridiron pick them contests. Just pick winners, no spreads. 10K split amongst the top pickers. I've tried other DFS sites. If you're not a fantasy expert, FanDuel clearly the place to play. New users get a $5 bonus when they make the first deposit. Or go to FanDuel.com slash BS. You get $20 off your first entry. That is FanDuel.com slash BS. We are back later in the week with a whole bunch of podcasts. And again, Preview Palooza. If you want NBA content, that's the place to go. Go Pats. Go Red Sox. Until then.